everyone, welcome back. Today I'm sitting down with Lindsay Short, who is a mom to three kids, a Navy wife, a yogi, a book lover, and a certified life coach. She works specifically with women who feel a tugging at their heart for more, but are afraid of failing and not being enough. She's super passionate when it comes to motivating moms to go after their dreams by working through the mindset blocks that are holding them back. Let's welcome Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Thanks so much for being a guest on a Healthy Glow podcast. Welcome. Oh, hey, Gloria. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so thrilled to have you. So you're a certified life coach. What exactly is a life coach and how did you end up becoming one? Uh, Yeah, so I am a life coach for moms and I really um, focus on helping moms with mindset and setting goals and using the thought work that it takes to achieve them. And I um, ended up becoming one. It was kind of a long road to get there, but it was the one thing that really shifted everything in my life um, after years of trying to better myself. And so once it shifted for me, I was like, all right, this is what I have to do. I used to be a corporate health coach and I switched and got certified and never looked back. (laughs) Oh, wow. So you had that coaching background and you use that to your advantage to, to dive into something more passionate for you, I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. That's so cool. Um, how can mothers specifically benefit from working with a life coach like you? Well, I think, um, you know, I, I like to target mothers because we tend to have a lot going on. Not that everyone else doesn't, but we shoulder a lot of responsibility. And in addition to that, just have a lot of voices telling us what we should be doing and how we should be doing it. And so it, it helps. I like to help mother kind of mother sort through all of that and figure out what they want to do and how they want to show up for themselves and get back in touch with their own wants and desires and really live life on their terms, not the way they think that they should be living. Mm-hmm. I guess it's essentially being an advocate for moms. Yeah, absolutely. Um, great. I'd love to know what kinds of issues mothers are facing at different stages of motherhood. Cause I know we have new moms and moms of school age children and um, even possibly empty nesters. So could you dive into that? Yeah, for sure. So I think, You know, the patterns really begin with new moms. Uh, When I work with new moms, what I mostly see is a lot of, you know, just feeling like they're doing everything wrong, um, that they are just really questioning themselves and they feel a lot of guilt, always feeling like they should be doing more. And so we really work on just sorting through those thoughts and pushing through the overwhelm. So again, so they can show up how they want to and not how they think they should be showing up. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but the bulk of my clients are really moms of school age children. Um, Cause that's when, you know, the stages of early motherhood can be kind of a fog. So I like to call it survival mode. And then the kids start to get a little bit older and all of a sudden you have some more time on your hands and you're kind of left facing yourself in the mirror, like, oh, who am I, right? Mm-hmm. You've forgotten a little bit because you've put in all of your time and energy into your family. Um, so it's kind of that opportunity to figure out what's next. 
Um, and I think that's kind of a similar issue that empty nesters face um, if they had just spent this whole time having their identity as mom once their kids leave the nest. It's kind of like, who am I? What do I want? So very similar coaching between the school-aged and the empty nesters. But, you know, it, it takes um, some help, I've found, to figure out what we want after so many years of putting other people first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking of putting other people first, um, which actually goes into my next question, but I mean, I realize as a new mom myself that I, I'm now actually putting myself last. And I do remember and I do see that my, my mom um, put herself last. How can moms prevent being last on the list? I know that um, moms need to fill their own cups to be able to you know, give and, and love others that um, are important to their lives. So can you, can you also go into that? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, you hit the nail on the head by saying a lot of us watched our own mothers do that. And so we kind of just shift into that same role. And I think step one is really um, feeling like we're worthy of taking care of ourselves and noticing how it not only improves us, but it can improve, you know, everything in our family and how we show up for our kids. So that's number one. If you don't think that it's worth it, you're never going to do it. But the other thing is, uh, you know, the biggest roadblock I see a lot of moms put up is that there's just not enough time, right? There's so much to do. How can I possibly take care of myself? And so what I really teach my clients to do is you never find the time. Time isn't something that you find. It's something that you create. And so if something is a priority in your life and is super important, you're going to find and create the time, not find, create the time <laughs> for it. You're going to make it happen no matter what. And you figure out a way, right? It's whenever we say like, I can't, I call that a, dead end thought that if you just say I can't, then you're never going to figure out how you can. But instead, if you're like, you know what, this is really important to me, then you can start brainstorming ways, figuring it out, you know, talking to your partner, maybe enlisting help. But it's really about making it a priority on your list. For me, as well as many other mothers out there, hide behind the excuse of not having enough time. And it, it feels good in a way because yeah. it's, I'm not, I'm being a victim to there not being enough time. Mm-hmm. But I totally agree with what you're saying. And um, it's something that we, we need to create time for if it's that important on our list. Um, in the process, I know that many mothers lose self-confidence, self-worth, and self-esteem. Is there a foundational issue mothers are struggling with, such as a loss of identity, or is it purely situational? You know, I think there is kind of an overarching issue there that for many of the moms, and again, it goes back to living into other people's expectations. You know, that's when we start to lose ourself and all of those words, self-esteem, self-worth, when it's like we feel like we should be doing all of these things and we tune out our own inner voice and what we want. And so you can never live up, especially if you're trying to do things perfectly, right? And live up to some 
unattainable standard, you're setting yourself up for disaster every time. And so I think that that's a really common thing because um, there's so many books and voices and people out there telling you how to live and how to parent perfectly. Mm-hmm. Will you go deeper into the self-confidence part and tell us about, about any common misguided thoughts we have around self-confidence as mothers? Yeah. So self-confidence is actually uh, one of the main things that I coach on. And so what I like to start with is really teaching people the difference between self-confidence and confidence. And so confidence is something that we attain through experience through getting good at something. Um, And so think about, you know, if you were learning a new skill and practiced it over and over again, eventually you'd feel really confident in that skill. But self-confidence comes from our thoughts that we have about ourselves and it doesn't require us to have any skills or specialization. It's just us deciding to love ourselves and to speak highly of ourselves. And that's where our confidence comes from. And so a lot of times, you know, we're trying to go about it all wrong by pacing external things or doing things perfectly when all we need to do is shift the thoughts that we're saying about ourselves. Because we all know we can tend to be our own worst critics. I'm sure you have, because everyone I've ever ever met has experienced that on some level. Briefly interrupting this episode to give you all the inside scoop on the absolute best nursing bras any new mom, expecting mom, or a veteran mama can ask for. When you're pregnant or breastfeeding, it's normal for your breasts to feel fuller and for your rib cage to expand, causing your once-loved bras to feel unpleasantly uncomfortable. This is when Kindred Bravely bras come to the rescue. And the best thing is, you don't have to forgo cute for comfort. I'm so glad I got my hands on some Kindred Bravely bras while pregnant because they're buttery smooth, cute, and multifunctional. I was able to wear them while pregnant and postpartum. Seriously, what more could you ask? To get yourself 20% off your purchase, use my link, kindredbravely.com slash a healthy glow. That's kindredbravely.com slash a healthy glow, G-L-O. Or click the link in today's episode show notes. Now back to the episode. Okay. Uh, Many of our listeners are stay-at-home moms, which can be great because they get more time with their children. But I know for a fact that it can be very overwhelming, especially in this pandemic season when we had to be home. Can you give some tips on how moms can deal with the overwhelm on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think Number one is recognizing that you know being a mom is hard and that's okay. It's like when we ex- we see um, people maybe on Instagram with these perfect, uh, appearingly perfect families, right? Doing all these schedules and and so it makes it look like it's easy for them. But once we can all just admit that there are always going to be hard days, and so it gives us ourselves a little grace, right? That's number one, that it's okay for it to be a little hard. But two, I think is dropping that standard of perfection. You know, I've talked to moms before who are like, well, you know, I'm supposed to be doing just for example, crafts with my kids, because I know it's really good for developing their artistic ability. But she just hated doing the crafts. 
And so it ended up in <laughs> disaster and overwhelm every time. And it was just one of those other examples of like what you feel like you should be doing. Mm -hmm. And so instead it was like, she really, she doesn't actually like them and it's okay to drop that. You know, the kids are going to be fine. They rather show up with the mom who is enjoying whatever you are choosing to do with them rather than being stressed out over doing something that you don't really want to be doing. So it's, you know, getting back to your own priorities and dropping, trying to do all the things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It seems like there's a reoccurring theme of having to kind of give up perfection, which is crazy because I'm a, I'm pretty type A and I struggled a lot with perfectionism Mm -hmm. And you saying this, it really reminds me because once baby came, nothing, nothing can be perfect. It's, yeah. it's so hard. Um, everything just goes out the window, mm -hmm. um, scheduling and, and, and all that. But um, okay, we as moms put so much on our plate um, and we don't get things done. And if we don't get things done or do things subpar, we feel mom guilt. And I'm guessing this ties a lot with um, the perfectionism issue. Mm -hmm. What are some mindset changes our listeners can adopt to um, prevent themselves from falling into this trap? Yeah. I mean, like you said, there is that theme of just going back to really sitting down and figuring out what has to be done and when, you know, what's more important. And I think that like it scheduling works differently for everybody, you know, and it obviously depends on the age of your kid as well, but figuring out just what you do want to get done in a day, I think is really important because otherwise, if you don't decide, then you always feel like you're behind. And you, so if you're like, okay, today I'm going to spend time with my kids doing this and I'm going to do a load of laundry and you just commit to that, then you can feel good about what you got done in that day. But if you don't decide ahead of time what you want to get done, then you're always going to be thinking about all the things you didn't do, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And so mm -hmm. that's where that guilt comes into because there's always going to be a long list of things that, mm -hmm. you know, need to be done. And we just can't expect that we are going to get them all done every single day. So I think kind of just giving ourselves grace, deciding just a little bit each day, what do we want to get done and showing up and really being present when we're doing what we're, what we are doing when we're with the kids, you let the rest go. And then maybe you set them up with an activity or screen time, and then you go do your own thing. And so that way you don't have to feel guilty when you're in either space because you decided ahead of time, that was how you wanted to spend your day. Mm -hmm. This actually leads me to the question of how we as moms can get out of a rut. Do you have tips and tricks that can help us get into a better state of mind? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, getting in a rut is when we are out of alignment of how we actually want to be living our lives. And that all goes back to like living up to other people's expectations. And it shows up, you know, differently for each mom. But if you're, maybe you're staying home and you thought you would like it, and you thought it was what you were supposed to do, and then you realize that you actually really don't like it, 
that can make you feel like you're in a rut. Or if you're trying to, again, do all the things that people are telling you should do, but you actually hate them, you're going to feel like you're in a rut. And especially if you're putting yourself last and you're not doing anything for yourself, you're going to feel like you're in a rut. And I like to say the best way out of getting in a rut or getting out of a rut is through heart-centered action. And to me, that means taking, doing something for yourself out of love. It will never lead you astray as long as you're making that decision from a place of love for yourself and that you really like your reason why. Okay. Um, great. Um, I want to just tie this all back in and have you share about any personal obstacle you overcame or hardship you went through as a mom and um, tell us how you went about resolving or overcoming it. Yeah. So my, my journey started, I was the first of anyone I knew to have a kid and we're a military family. So we were up in Washington and had no friends or family alone and had a colicky baby and my husband worked nights. So <laughs> I kind mm -hmm. of jumped right into overwhelm and definitely feeling like I was doing it wrong. And then I had, so I have three kids and I had them back to back. So I was kind of in that survival mode when I had a newborn, a one-year-old and a three-year-old all at once. <laughs> um, okay. And so, but what happened in that survival mode is there was, you know, no taking care of myself, no even thinking about what I want out of life or where I was going. And so by the time my kids were in preschool and I had that time, I just felt completely lost. You know, I didn't even know I had quit my job um, and I knew I didn't want to go back to it because I didn't enjoy it. And so but I was like, I don't, I felt like I didn't have any passion. I didn't even know where to go. And so I kept looking outside of myself for the answers, uh, you know, reading the books, taking the personality tests, the strength finders. And then I was like, all right, well, maybe I can feel better through action. So I started trying to eat better and exercise and I became a yoga teacher. Um, and then that eventually led me to becoming a health coach. But the thing was, I still just felt really dissatisfied. Um, and I realized once I found life coaching, the missing piece was that mindset. And it kind of goes back to the self-confidence that I was talking about before. Mm -hmm. You know, you can do all the right things, all the things that are supposed to, you know, make you healthier and happier. But if that internal dialogue that you have about yourself, if that's not addressed, you're just going to keep having those same negative thought patterns over and over and over again. So that was when... That was the game changer for me. And now it's like, you know, I went through that for, you know, five years or more. And now once I learned that, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to go help moms now, you know, let's help them shift right away so they don't have to go through that long journey that I did looking outside of myself to feel better and find the joy and passion and happiness because that doesn't work, right? And so now we address it from the inside out. Wow. Thank you for that insight on um, your personal life and how, how you came about it. That's uh, very relatable. I mean, we all go through so many obstacles and we, like you said, try to look outside of ourselves for answers. And um, the last thing we do, I guess, is um, really look inward. 
Yeah, thank you for that. Um, we're already actually down to our last few questions um, that I ask all guests. So the first question is, if there's one word you would like to be remembered by our listeners, what would it be? I would say, based off of what I was just talking about, mindset. And I know that can kind of seem like a vague thing to somebody who doesn't have practice with it, right? It's one thing to hear that, but then it's like, well, how do I do it? But knowing that that's what can change everything is the first step, right? And then you can go seek out help to change your mindset. But since that was what changed my entire life, that's kind of how I sum up my journey in that one word of mindset. Mindset. Great. What is one piece of advice you would like to give our new mothers or moms in general? I would say who there's so many, so many, right? But for me, perfection is not the standard. Our kids don't want perfect moms. Perfection is never the point of life, right? It's just about, again, living in that heart-centered way, living from love, both for yourself and for others. Oh, that's so good. That's such a good reminder. Right. (laughs) Great. Uh, Where can everyone find you? So I spend most of my time, I have a Facebook group called Moms Who Want More, where I do weekly trainings and we hang out and talk about our struggles and support each other through our goals Um, so yeah, if you want to come join me and just kind of see what mindset is all about, I'd love to have you join my Facebook group, moms who want more. Um, or if you just have a specific question, you want to know a little bit more about what it's like to do life coaching one-on-one, you can always just email me at lindsay, lindsay at lindsay Awesome. I'll link all of that and provide all that information in the episode show notes so that our audience can go straight to that. Um, great. I That brings me to the end of our episode and our questions. I want to thank you so much, Lindsay, for coming on, uh, sharing your life experience and what you do and the valuable tips and tricks that you're um, giving our audience. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. If you liked this episode of this podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review, and be sure to share with your friends. Thanks again, and I hope you join me again on the next episode of the Healthy Glow Podcast.